This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. One, and? and Graham Williams. Sorry, I forgot Graham's on the line as well. Uh, we've got an interesting show for you today. If uh, you've been paying attention this past week, Apple's announced a bunch of new stuff, new watches, new iPads, and some new services, including Fitness Plus, to make us all healthier and exercise. I want to give a shout out, though, to our new listeners. We have been picked up in Toronto at uh, Toronto 640. We're excited to be in Ontario, finally, with the program. For our Toronto listeners, we've been doing Get Connected for more than 25 years uh, out west. So uh, we're uh, broadcasting out of Vancouver, British Columbia. We've got listeners in Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, and now finally Toronto. Our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got all sorts of great content up there, all our podcasts, our videos, how-to videos, uh, reviews, and a contest. This week, we're giving away a Samsung Galaxy A51 smartphone. So all you have to do to enter to win is go to our newsletter tab at getconnectedmedia.com and subscribe. Once you're subscribed, you're entered to win this contest and all the future ones going forward. And for our Toronto listeners, if you will also, when uh, you're filling out the, the little form, Tell us where you're calling from or where you're uh, entering from. And uh, we've got a, an extra special contest just for the Toronto listeners this week. Secret contest. Secret contest. Okay, let's uh, get into some of the stuff. It's going to be mostly Apple news this week. Uh, it's a big deal, I think. Not For me, not so much the hardware. It's more the services, and we'll get to that. Uh, so the big new service is the Apple Fitness Plus that ties in with the uh, Apple Watches and their ecosystem. And we'll get to why that is game-changing and important. But uh, Graham, starting off, they announced two watches. And this was interesting. Uh, and we were expecting this. A new Apple Watch Series 6, which is their latest incarnation, the latest and greatest with all the new features. And an Apple Watch SE, kind of like their iPhone SE, kind of a, uh, uh, a middle-of-the-road uh, device. So when you look, look at these, this is actually Apple's strategy that's been kind of pushed out across a number of different categories. So looking at, uh, you know, the Apple Watch and like the iPhone SE, I think we're going to see this happening more often because the Apple Watch SE basically has the same high quality processor that we found in the previous generation in the S5 the S5 chip, we're seeing that with the iPhone SE as well, where it's got that same sort of state-of-the-art processor that's in their iPhone 11, which means that your flagship phones and your flagship watches have all of these higher-end features. You know, we've got this new oxygen sensor, the always-on uh, all-day screen on the Series 6, but on the SE, you've still got the same sort of fast performance just with a few bells and whistles. What this ends up doing is it ends up removing sort of that you know, stratification inside where, you know, you've got your latest and greatest that can run all the cool stuff, but the older models or the cheaper models can't. So now we actually have a level of performance across the board where they're all kind of as fast as each other, but you're adding things on. So it's a little bit more like the car model where you're adding on cup holders or heated seats, which don't necessarily affect the performance, but they um, give you a reason to step up if you want those features. So for the Series 6, which is the flagship now, uh, you mentioned a feature uh, I think probably for me, the biggest one would be the blood oxygen sensor. Yeah, and so this is kind of a cool feature, especially in the light of COVID-19. A good friend of mine is an emergency room doctor at uh, Rio Columbia, and he said it's actually a bit of an insidious thing because your blood oxygen levels, this is kind of what keeps you alive. 
right? Like if you don't have enough <laughs> oxygen running to your brain, you die. I'm not a doctor, um, but yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no scientist, but uh, the, the problem is that a lot of folks out there aren't feeling those lower oxygen levels that they would necessarily at the same level with other diseases. And so this is, this is good for a couple of things. One, during COVID, you're going to have more people who are going to have a better picture of how their you know, blood oxygenation levels are, but also for folks who are into fitness, especially people who are you know, training at different altitudes, which out here in Vancouver is quite often, um, you're going to have, have, have a better picture of how well that system is working for you. Um, this is something that you can train. This is something that you can improve. So being able to do that, I think, is going to be a, a huge benefit for athletes, but it's also going to be a benefit for people who every day just want to have a higher level of fitness. But they don't have that sensor in the the cheaper version, the uh, the Apple Watch SE. Well, they've got to give you a reason to step up, right? And so I think the Apple Watch SE, when you look at the lineup, we've got the Apple Watch Series 3. That thing's hanging on like it will not, it will not go away. Um, you've got the SE, um, and then now you have the Apple Watch Series 6. You know, as people, someone who has an Apple Watch Series 4, I feel really, really left out. I also bought the iPad 3. I think maybe I'm a little cursed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wearing an Apple Watch 4 right now, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get those questions uh, from friends and, and listeners and, and viewers of the TV show. Should I upgrade? Uh, and for me so far, uh, I would say if you've got a, uh, an Apple Watch Series 4 or earlier, I would, I would look at the Apple Watch 6. If you've got an Apple Watch 5, maybe it's not the time. I've got a, I've got a 5, and I'm not upgrading. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, the big the big feature from the four to the five was that always on screen, which yes. is it's a nice feature, and they actually they've improved that with the series six. It's even brighter. It's two and a half times brighter on your wrist when you're when you're not you know flipping it around just yet, um, and they've kept that battery life. So you know, always on screen plus the oxygen sensor. As somebody who owns a four, and I mean, I am religiously uh, attached to my Apple Watch. I had a series zero. I stuck it out to a series four. Um, I'm feeling the pull, but basically knowing that we've got a bunch of other things coming in the Apple ecosystem, it's sort of where do my Apple dollars go right now? And so the series six, um, I like, but uh, I'm also kind of just holding out to see. I've got an, an iPad Pro that's the long and the tooth, so maybe I might wait for that first. I'm actually excited about the accessories they launched with these new watches. Yeah, they've got these new bands. And that that's kind of the cool thing about any of the Apple Watches. They they're using a universal clasp system. So any Apple Watch band will work on any Apple Watch as long as you get the right size. Yeah. Like there's kind of the uh the the larger Apple Watch and the smaller. Well, and that's the interesting thing about these these solo loops because uh, there's a braided one and then there's like a silicone one, but they actually come in 12 different sizes. <laughs> Well, how do you know then? Well, you actually have to go to their website and you download a PDF that they have. You print it out and you don't scale it, <laughs> cut it out, wrap it around your wrist, and it'll tell you which size you need. Really? This, this, yep. this feels like I'm shopping for an Apple ring at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't know this. Yeah, I did it yesterday, and of course it, you did. And I'm like a nine and a half. I'm like, great. I either have it too tight or it's going to be too loose. I think there's a, there's a little bit of play in these things as well, right? There's the silicone that's woven into them. I've got to say, I'm actually going to go into the store and try them on. Um, I, I love the look of the braided loop. Um, I don't love the price, though. We're no, no. Yeah. Which I think is the same price as the uh, the Milanese loop right now. Sorry, it how much? Like how much? It's 119 Oh, the Milanese loop is more than that. It's like 300 isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't that get dropped down? I don't know. 
Probably. I think I think I think it came down a little bit. But anyway, okay. they're you know, when we're looking at the braided loop and we're looking at the silicone loop, obviously a lot of engineering went in, went into these things. The silicone loop is fifty nine dollars. The braided loop is one eighteen, and I do have my eye on one of the braided loops. So I, I think I'm going to take the plunge on that. Mike and I spent a lot of time in China last year. Um, these will be available for four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> very soon yeah but always the quality issue there is definitely the quality yeah. issue for yeah. sure yeah you get what you pay for okay so the the next thing i want to talk about and uh we'll do this after the break is the announcement of apple fitness plus this is a new subscription service for apple that ties right in with the apple watch that allows you to watch workout videos so everything from yoga to dance to even uh stationary bike like spin classes that you can watch on your iPhone, your iPad, or probably best, your Apple TV. And again, ties in with the Apple Watch. When we come back from the break, we'll explain why this is game-changing. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've got Graham Williams uh, on the line talking about uh, the Apple announcements uh, this week. They announced some new Apple Watches, some new iPads, and for me, the big story, I think, would probably have to be the subscription services uh, they have. There's a new one, Fitness Plus, and now they're bundling them all together. And before we get into that, the strategy is, is really interesting for me, guys, because they've released that iPhone SE, which is a high-powered iPhone for like 600 bucks here in Canada. They've just announced the Apple Watch SE, which is a high-powered Apple Watch slash fitness device. And for me, the strategy behind that is they want as many people having Apple products and being in the ecosystem so they can subscribe to the Apple services that make them billions of dollars and billions in profit. And rightfully so, because they're, they're pretty good. So when we look at them all, there's Apple Music, there's Apple News, Apple Arcade, there's their iCloud, and now they've got the Apple Fitness Plus as well, which I think we should just talk about uh, first here. It was interesting. Uh, part of the keynote, if you watched it this week, they really kind of hammered that home, the quality of these these workouts. And again, these are videos you can watch on any Apple device. And kind of the cool thing is if you've got the Apple Watch, your your measurements, like your heart rate and, and everything, will appear right up on the screen as you're doing the workout, which is kind of cool. This is sort of like uh, Peloton on steroids, you know. Um, Peloton obviously made a huge splash last year with their uh, with their video based training programs that tied into their hardware. Gully, doesn't that sound familiar? Um, so what Apple's done here is they have given people who want to do all different types of workouts. Again, everything from yoga to dance uh, to rowing, if you've got a machine, or cycling, if you've got a machine, uh, treadmill. But there are also a ton of workouts that you can do either with just a set of dumbbells or just body weight stuff. Um, you know, for me, like my, my gym's been closed and when they opened up, I did not want to go back because I saw some of the things that were going on there. Um, you know, it's been hard to get outside and uh, and actually get some good exercise in days like today where we've got a ton of smoke here in Vancouver. Um, and so being able to do this in my own living room is actually really, really exciting. This is sort of, you know, the, the culmination of WeFit and Peloton and all of these hardware pieces from Apple coming together. Um, the fact that they're releasing new workouts every week, um, it ties into Apple Health, it ties into the fitness app, you can earn um, sort of accolades and trophies for the things that you do, and you're getting real-time response on the screen as to heart rate, where you are on your rings. This closes the loop 
for Apple here? Uh, because I think the biggest thing for a lot of people has been, yeah, I want to close my my rings, but where's my motivation? And maybe I don't know what to do. So even here, they've got an absolute beginner uh, set that, they, that you can start with. So if you've been, you know, mostly your exercise has been lifting nachos from the plate to your mouth during COVID-19. I know I put on the COVID-6 for a while there. Uh, this is actually a really good way to, uh, to, to get started and actually really start to embrace uh, Apple Health and Apple Fitness. One thing I thought was really cool, Graham, too, was the fact that it integrates with Apple Music. So you can actually have a workout with a style of music that you like and have those playlists available. So when you're not following along with the trainer, you can have your own style of music with it, um, which I think is going to be huge because I think people will start to like really get into the groove with these trainers and they're going to want these playlists outside of this exercise program. So the price on this uh, starting out here in Canada, uh, twelve ninety nine a month, or you can save some money by doing a yearly uh, fee, which is ninety nine dollars uh, per year, which isn't bad when you think how much gyms cost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I I I have an Apple Watch, and I've been meaning to get out and exercise more. And honestly, I'm excited about this. I I don't know why, but this appeals to me. Like I've got an Apple TV, or I've got a couple of them on my TVs in the house here. And it's appealing to me that I can just do these workouts and I can pick beginner ones to start and it's tied into my Apple Watch and I can get all those stats and stuff. So I know this sounds crazy, but I think I'm going to start exercising, John. <laughs> well, that's good. Yes. I yeah. mean, that, that, that's the point of this really is to reduce the friction between you actually going out and doing it and the motivation to do it. And th- the price is an interesting one to me because, you know, 12, 13 bucks a month, it's nothing. 99 bucks a year is nothing. But when you start to look at the Apple One subscription that they've put in place, that's the ticket right there. So let's talk about that. There are a number of different Apple uh, subscription services they have now. Uh, some of the ones you've probably heard of, Apple Music. They've got their iCloud storage as well that backs up all your photos and all the uh, stuff on your, your phones and, and, and your devices. They also have their Apple TV Plus streaming service now. It's kind of just starting out. They've got some great shows on there. Not the library that like Amazon Prime or Netflix has yet, but still pretty good. Apple Arcade, which is a monthly subscription. You get like over 100 games. And by bundling in Apple Fitness Plus now on one of those tiers, it's it's kind of compelling. So if you just want to get Apple Music, the Apple TV Plus streaming, Apple Arcade, and 50 gigabytes of iCloud storage, that's now 16 bucks a month. It's not bad. You're saving roughly $7 a month with that. If Yes, if you wanted to subscribe to all of those. Yeah, yes. and that's, that's an individual user account. Yeah, so they've got a family plan that has all of those for up to six users for just about 21 Canadian a month. And that's $10 off the price of all of those things put together. This next one, though, this is the ticket. Yeah, and I... Yeah, they're going to take my money. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't think these are starting until later this fall. They still have to announce a date on it. They have a, a third bundle called Premier. And so this includes Apple Music, Apple TV+, Apple Arcade, Apple News+. And if you haven't had a chance to try out Apple News, uh, have a look at what they have. They've got like, you know, hundreds of magazines and, and newspapers. What was this called before? Texture? Texture, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the newspapers here in Canada would be the Star, uh, the Globe and Mail. They also have the Wall Street Journal. They've got Wired Magazine, uh, Cosmopolitan. Like, it's it's a really compelling offer. So, for the Premier Edition, and this is good for up to six family members, thirty three ninety five per month. And it includes Fitness Plus, 
And on top of that, uh, it also includes two terabytes of iCloud storage. So to give you a picture right now, I have all of those services except Apple Fitness Plus right now, and I'm coming in just under $60. So by adding on this, you know, $12.99 service of Apple Fitness Plus, I'm going to save 40 bucks over the, the price that I was paying before. You this are, is crazy. You, my, you were an Apple nerd. Well, my mom, my dad, and my partner were all on all of the Apple stuff. We've all got Apple Watches. Uh, we've all got iPads. Uh, we've got uh, all got Apple TVs. We're doing all of those things together. And so all of those services right now we're using, I'm actually going to cut my bill more than in half and get Apple Fitness Plus on top. I'm pretty thrilled. We're talking all about the big Apple announcement uh, this week. They had new Apple Watches. They also have these uh, new uh, subscription bundles. Uh, again, visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got lots more information about that if you want to dive a little bit uh, deeper when we do come back from the break we're going to start talking about their new ipads and what you're going to find interesting is they're going after the laptop market hard yes these are tablets but by you know purchasing the optional keyboard you're getting i guess uh, laptop replacements that are just as powerful if not more powerful than most of the laptops on the market now and they're like a fraction of the size and weight you are listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here talking a lot about the Apple announcements uh, this week. Uh, some really interesting stuff. We'll be talking about iPads uh, in a second, and it might be your new laptop. Want to throw to the contest, and especially for our Toronto, our new Toronto listeners. Uh, so glad to have you on board. We have weekly contests. This week, we're giving away a Samsung Galaxy A51 smartphone. This is an awesome smartphone, great camera, and all you have to do to enter to win this is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and hit the newsletter tab. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you're automatically entered to win. And for the Toronto listeners, because uh, we want to try to get as many of you on board, if you let us know where you're listening from when you're filling that out, there's an extra Samsung we're giving away. So stay tuned for that. Okay, iPads, guys. Uh, the big thing for me, they, they launched two new iPads, uh, kind of more refreshes. Uh, the regular iPad, still in uh, that, I think, $430 price range. Uh, Somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, so that's... That's the eighth generation. Eighth generation. And a new iPad Pro. Let's start with the, the, the base no, model. iPad Air. iPad Air, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting confused. There's so many iPads. Uh, so... What I find interesting, and they really made a big deal about this when they're talking about the iPad, the new one, is how powerful it is. And they basically made a comparison saying, this new version of this iPad is twice as powerful as the most popular Windows, or the most popular selling Windows laptop on the market right now. But what is that, a Chromebook? It's no, a Windows. it's not a Chromebook because it's actually six times as powerful <laughs> right. as the popular Chromebook. Yeah, well they made a big point of that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, they slammed the Chromebooks. And, and they did say this was the most popular selling laptop in the same price range. Yes. Um, so, you know, if you're looking at around a $400 laptop, which a lot of people are, um, I think it actually is a very valid comparison. You know, you can pay $400 for this Windows machine, which is going to have lower battery life. It's going to be heavier. Um, and you're going to get performance that's not even half as good. Uh, this to me is is Apple sort of, they're, they're coming out swinging. And they're laying the groundwork for what we're going to see with Apple Silicon right? Where you're looking at processors that are vertically integrated all the way through. 
They're incredibly fast. They've got their own programming language, language that's built for this. There isn't anything else on the market that can compete with this by nature. Um, you know, if you had NVIDIA, who now owns uh, ARM, they could start to go down this road, but they are almost half a decade behind, if not more. Which um, which is a lifetime in, in the computer world. But let's talk about the price, guys. You said uh, in the $400 price range, and I'm just wondering how they're making that comparison. For me, to make this a laptop replacement, you got to have a keyboard. And to me, the only one you'd probably want to get is the smart connector keyboard. So these, these new iPads have these magnetic smart connectors. And so the Apple keyboard is another 200 bucks. You're over 600 bucks, close to 650 by the time you kind of make this a laptop. Well, that said, it will work with any Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah. So you do have that option. And, you've got and the- it will work with any Bluetooth mouse or with the Apple Magic Trackpad. And the Magic Trackpad's not cheap, uh, but you can find the older models around used for about 60 bucks. So reasonably speaking, like if you're squeaking through on price here and you need a keyboard, that's doable. If you need a mouse or if you need a trackpad, that's doable as well. So... I'd say we're probably more in the $500 range than the than the $600 range. Um, that said, I mean, with the with that beautiful folio, you do get uh, that that lovely case as well. You know what's interesting, uh, and this is probably this year is the kind of the first time that I've been thinking a tablet like an iPad could be a laptop repl- a replacement. My dad's computer was kind of dying, and so I I got him into uh, you know an iPad, the, the generation before this one, uh, with that smart connector keyboard. He loves it. He says this is the best computer he's ever had because it's so fast and so portable. And, and finding that apps just work. You know, it's very rare that you'll see that an iOS or iPadOS app has challenges where it starts to crash. So for I think for a lot of users, the reliability, the connectivity, um, you know, for myself and, and for my family, being able to have LTE radios built in, it's an extra 10 bucks a month on my Rogers plan. Um, I'm able to use this thing anywhere. I don't even think about networking anymore. It's all just kind of there. We've got one minute left here, uh, guys. Uh, The iPad uh, Air, it looks like an iPad Pro now. They've kind of uh, given it the same form factor. So it's kind of uh, square edges now. They're not like kind of curved edges anymore. And it comes in green. And it comes in a bunch of colors, including green. Green and sky blue. This thing's an absolute beast. Like, let, let's be clear here. This is now a five nanometer process for building the A14 Bionic processor. Um, if we said that, you know, the previous model iPad was five years ahead, this thing is nearly almost, I'd say, three quarters of a decade ahead of anybody else. Intel, AMD, they've been trying to get down to this fab process. They have not been able to do it. Um, they will. I don't think it's too far off. But, uh, you know, Apple has given them something to chase. And I really think that we're going to see a renewed resurgence in processor technology. It's really exciting. Uh, new iPad Air coming in around 779 Canadian. And you still have to add a keyboard and, and what have you on that. So you're up at 1000 bucks. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we've got an interesting uh, segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about the future of payment technology. Imagine in the future that uh, you walk into your local convenience store grab your chips, your milk, and you just walk out and you're just automatically billed to your account. You don't have to even see the cashier. We'll be talking with the folks at MasterCard about uh, how soon that is. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike and John here. What does the future hold for payment technology as far as retail stores? Uh, obviously, with the pandemic, uh, you know most of them have tried to go as contact contactless as possible you know with the uh, the tap cards well a whole 
another level of technology is coming. To understand that, we've got a great guest. Uh, his name is Stefan Wiper. He's the Senior Vice President of Retail Innovation over at MasterCard. Thanks for joining us, Stefan. Thank you for having me. I wanted to get you on the show uh, because I think retail stores, uh, especially with you know what's happened with the pandemic, will be accelerating the type of payment technology that uh, they'll be using. Uh, what kind of uh, trends are you guys uh, seeing, and, and what are you working on at, at Mastercard to to make that happen? Absolutely, and it's been uh, you know I, it's hard to think about a world before COVID, but I, there was a world before COVID. Um, you know, felt, felt like a distant memory. But you know, we we've been following the space uh, within changes in the retail space for for a number of years. This idea of what we call frictionless retail, so the ability to remove points of friction across the entire consumer journey as people are shopping specifically in a physical environment. Um, you know, there's a number of ways, obviously contactless has been a great example of where friction is, has really been removed at the point of sale. Uh, we've also seen things like click and collect, uh, so the ability for, for us as consumers to pre-order and actually uh, pick up items uh, at a physical store, obviously in a COVID uh, world, that's obviously something that's seen increased demand. And then the third category is really around other technologies inside the store itself that go beyond the point of sale, and that's where uh, you know, we a number of technologies that we've been uh, rolling out in, in North America, one of which is a, a technology we call Shop Anywhere, which essentially means removing the point of sale altogether and having an ability for you as a shopper to go into a store, um, check in as opposed to check out. Uh, once you've checked in, be able to pick the items you want, leave, and then you'll get a receipt emailed or texted to you um, in, in whichever device you've registered through. So that's, that's one, one area that we're quite excited about. Basically legal shoplifting. Uh, approved. <laughs> o- only you get the bill after. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of an interesting shift. Uh, you know, typically we go into a store, we get our stuff, we go to the cashier, and we have to pay. You know, through a machine or with cash. So you're saying I'd be able to go into a store, grab some chocolate bars, some milk, and then just walk out without talking to a cashier or a machine. That, that, that is the consumer journey, but obviously one, one important step is uh, the sort of check-in moments, the ability for you to go into that, that shop. That's where you know, we as MasterCard work with the retailers to give them options as to how do we as consumers register to go into that shop, whether it's through the existing app that a retailer has, whether it's through um, you know, using a digital display as a quick way to, to check in without needing to go to the app store. So uh, that's the one, one moment that's really important is registering uh, through whatever environment the retailer wants you to register. Once you've registered, then all you do is, you know, scan a QR code, gate opens, you shop as you would normally. And are you testing this now in stores? We, we have a few partners that we actually announced with um, a few of it, uh, actually fairly recently uh, that were used, sort of the first partners are deploying um, sort of stores that use the Shop Anywhere capability. So, for example, Circle K, uh, which is a convenience chain in, in the U.S., where we're actually using this technology to power uh, a store that actually sits by the petrol pump. Uh, so think about, as opposed to when you're refueling your, your petrol, as opposed to having to walk into the store, the ability to have a very quick way to grab items directly next to the, the pump itself. And then we've got you know, a company like Duncan uh, uh, in, in the US where we're testing a location where they're looking at rolling out a new store uh, where essentially you can use the technology, uh, again, to make it easy for consumers to walk in uh, grab their baked goods, coffee, and then leave uh, again as an extension to the existing locations they have. So it's a really, really, a really nice mix of uh, great partners that we're able to work with uh, that are testing different experiences. 
I like this idea. I've I've tried it in. Um, th- they have some of these types of stores in the U.S. and I've tried it. I've tried to fool it. I tried to sneak stuff out. I hid it in my jacket. It's still new. I don't know how. Um, what magic voodoo they're they're using? Uh, like, are you able to disclose like how you would be able to track the products that I'm grabbing off the shelves? So, you know, in general, that's where, from a MasterCard perspective, we, we really focus on, you know, the, the payment security, uh, you know, how we integrate with the retailer systems. And we also are very keen to work with innovative players that, that have elements that are complementary. And, you know, great example is the computer vision element. So how you actually create the cart, know what the anonymous shopper is taking. We work with a great partner called Excel Robotics uh, that provides that component. So really, it's a nice combination of where we can bring in that innovation um, from a tech partner like Excel and then combine it with sort of the security scale that MasterCard can provide. What I find interesting about MasterCard, and I've had you folks on a few times on the show, because uh, you are actually coming out with these really cool uh, innovations, uh, but it doesn't matter to you what what payment card that people are using. Like, you know, I mean, you're obviously MasterCard, but uh, your solutions basically cover all the different types of payment options. Yeah, we're, we're, we're payment agnostic, obviously. I, I, I like when people use their MasterCard. I hope more of you have, have MasterCards, but no, we're, we're payment agnostic. So I have a question, and, you know, I, I'm excited about this technology, and because, you know, I'm, I'm into tech and apps and, and what have you, I, I can get on board with this pretty easily, and I understand how it works. But do you feel there's going to be a, a gap? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that just won't want to use an app to check in like they just want to go and get their ice cream and pay the cashier and walk out are we going to see blended options here or is it kind of all or nothing no i, I think i think that the idea of um you know this this space is rapidly evolving the concept of frictionless retail isn't a one size fits all every retailer's got, got different needs the consumer that they're serving has different needs so i think what you'll end up seeing is actually a blend of different technologies being used i think what what we're seeing as it relates to the, the shop anywhere component is really all the partners that we we announced are focused on how this technology can help as they launch new type of stores uh, in in new environments, whether it's airports, stadiums, etc. So, uh, I think in many ways what we see is retailers testing a variety of technologies, um, and it, it will ultimately depend on what makes the most sense for the consumer and what can be the most secure for the consumer. As far as the privacy issues, uh, you know, how do you overcome, uh, you know? I guess the perceptions people have that, you know, they're just giving away too much information. And now, you know, the store is going to be watching them (laughs) as they're picking up stuff for their, for their cart. Yeah. It's it's something that, you know, I think is near and dear um, to the the approach we take is we we use what we call a privacy by design approach from day one. And that that idea of, you know, the key focus for us is we want to make you as consumers or all of us as consumers have control. So that's where, all of the experience we roll out that we talked about, um, the consumer will need to, to register. They need to make sure they, they understand and have control over you know payment information they're providing. So that idea of always putting the consumer first, giving them the control, and that's sort of very consistent with the, the privacy by design approach that we bring from an innovation standpoint. And, and what information are, are you folks capturing? Like there's a lot of issues coming up with how much information you know the big companies are collecting on us there's like three class action lawsuits against google up here in canada uh coming out uh, on how they collect info like will mastercard know how many uh mars bars i'm i'm eating so we're, we're a technology provider to the uh to the merchants we work with and again you know the one thing that we we always sort of emphasize is 
you know, this, the, this, the, this is the margin experience, but we also want to make sure that the consumer uh, provides consent and gives has the ability to control uh, the entire experience and what parts of that they are. So it's, uh, that's, again, consistent with this privacy by design thinking that we have. And so again, you're saying this is a, a completely opt-in type of system. Absolutely. So that's, you know, for, for these, each of these shop anywhere stores, uh, the, the only way you can come in is if you as a consumer have registered and gone through that process. We're talking with Stefan Wiper of uh, MasterCard. He's the Senior Vice President of Retail Innovation, talking about how we're going to be shopping in the future. And it's actually happening now. So uh, some exciting times uh, ahead. And, you know, obviously good technology from a, a contactless uh, standpoint, uh, you know, with the pandemic going on, the less we have to, you know, touch things and interact. Uh, I, I with love people. the I love the idea of being able to go in and get out really quickly and not have to line up because quite often, if you need to get something, you need to get out quick. Yeah, <laughs> and I need that ice cream. Stat. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, anything that can speed that along is going to be awesome. Uh, Stefan, uh, is there any place uh, that people can go to get more information about this? Yeah, we, we, we have a number of social channels that we uh, we sort of announce a lot of different items we're working on, so Twitter, et cetera. And then we have a what we call MasterCard Content Exchange, which is a really good repository for whether you're a, a consumer, whether you're a retailer, whether you're a bank that wants to learn about all the great things we're doing as a company globally um, that go, you know, covers, covers a whole host of different technologies. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Still lots to talk about here on the App Show. And back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John and Graham here. Uh, hope uh, you learned a little bit uh, today. Uh, again, if you want to find, a mo- uh, find out more about the Apple news, we've got some great articles and blogs. I think, Graham, you re- wrote a lot of them. I did. He wrote all of them. <laughs> I did. I put all the photos in them. You <laughs> did. Did not do it, use it on, a, do, do it on an iPad, though. No? No. <laughs> not on, yet. On a Windows machine? No. No. On a MacBook. On a MacBook. Okay, if you want to find out more stuff about the Apple uh, gear we talked about and the services, hit our website, getconnectmedia.com. We're also giving away a great prize this week. couple, depending where you're from. Uh, for everyone, it's Samsung Galaxy A51 smartphone. You can go to the newsletter tab at getconnectedmedia.com and enter there. If you are from Toronto, and uh, welcome our new Toronto listeners on Toronto 640, tell us where you're entering from when you're filling out the contest form and you get an extra chance to win one of these phones just for the Toronto folks. Just kind of a welcome to our, uh, our, our new listeners. I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together, including John uh, and Graham, uh, our co-hosts here, and also Christina, our producer, and the rest of the folks back at uh, the team. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected Radio, here on uh, Toronto 640 uh, as well. And again, if you want to find out more about uh, that, the audio and video podcasts, where you can actually see us in person, visit the website, getconnectedmedia.com. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.